Uh, can you talk again? Can you hear me okay? Okay, yeah. I can hear um, looks good on the recording as well, so should right. be good. And that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um, okay. okay, are we good to start? Yeah, sorry, I just burped into the mic. Oh, that tasted like fish tacos and chocolate milk. That was not good. Okay. Oh, wait, how's the triple lupa? It was it was good. Like the sauces that they put in there are pretty good, but yeah, it's just like three mini three mini chalupas like glued together basically. <laughs> Is it different from a regular chalupa? It's just small like it's just smaller. Like um yeah, they're just like li- little like mini chalupas. They're like literally like like this big. Is like the size of one of them. And then there's three put together. So they're like they're not like, they're not that big um country wrap supreme is like fine it's good it's great whatever chalupa is like god to your taco uh, bell chalupa is great Always yeah i've never eaten a taco bell chalupa in my life what are you sam i'm I've, pretty I've sure taken a i've bite yeah. of one of Harisha's, but like i've never ordered a chalupa oh it's yeah. the best thing on the menu no they the best really thing good. on their menu is a goddamn cheese quesadilla and i stand by that for life <laughs> <laughs> it's okay the, there are two hosts of this podcast now and sam it's is the one of basic them. necessities <laughs> the spicy jalapeno ranch is god <laughs> all right let's sure. uh get sure. this thing going m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g morning morning let's go good morning it's the morning after with sam quinn not quinn it's molly and harish and i am drinking malibu and don't know what i'm saying and that's our morning after song. Welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is the morning after <laughs> for um, In the Mouth of Madness Yes, is what we're doing. Uh, w- and what we do on these episodes is we just are not drunk and we're just sober and we go over the movie now that we're sober and have had time to process this new movie that we just saw um so you might notice some audio sounds a little bit different on this one. Oh yeah and that would be because uh co-host molly haynes is having to telephone in due to recent events <laughs> <laughs> so because of social dis i don't know why i tilt my phone up to talk into the back um because of social distancing and um quarantine because of COVID-19 we decided that it's probably better if we like separate for the time being yeah um just because it's that like we don't want to like risk getting anyone sick Mm -hmm. you know right yeah so you might notice some weird audio we'll have more about that a little later but um first it's just because i'm calling in from in within the mouth of madness itself (laughs) our special correspondent from the mouth of madness (laughs) i really took the initiative to go deep into center kane's um story and i am reporting back on what i have learned so you did end up finding hobbs end I did, yes. Um, I am currently quarantined in Hobbs End, and things are getting real weird out here. <laughs> this is good timing for this movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it really? Um, so, do we still love this movie oh, now that we're? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been it's thinking. Awesome. I thought when okay, so when I was listening back on it and everything, I was like. 
you know, kind of re-remembering everything. And I was like, I already am dying to watch this movie again. Like, that's like how much I liked it. It's, it hasn't been a week and I guess it has been a week. And I'm like, yes, I need to watch in the mouth of, uh, in the mouth of madness, like ASAP immediately. This is a great movie to watch if you're stuck at home or if you're not stuck at home, but mostly if you're stuck at home, (laughs) it's a great time to really sit down and take it all in. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, like genuinely, it's so good. Um, I recently got back into reading and um, since watching this movie, I read this book that was like kind of like a horror thriller and um, I don't know. I just want to read more like pulpy horror books because of this um, movie. Right. So I don't know. It's just this movie fucks so hard, like unimaginably. Right. It does make me want to want to read Lovecraft stuff. I want to I want to read more horror novels. I've only read like maybe two in my life. Yeah. Maybe. And none of them were Stephen King or Lovecraft. I've never read Lovecraft either. Are his so are Lovecraft's books racist themselves or I'm sure was there's he just some a racist. I'm sure there's like a theme or two in it's, there. It's more like a lot of the themes like a lot of the themes of like fear of like old gods are actually like xenophobia type themes Oh, is what I've heard. I, I haven't read any of them, but like apparently like a lot of the, like he's afraid of aliens or like the, the creatures from over the sea or whatever. Like, so it, it's a lot of like xenophobia is built into it kind of, but it also is like fun stories, you know? Yeah. yeah. But then you remember that he's a racist. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn it. Oh, gross. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to ask was uh, something that you brought up, Samantha, at the beginning of the episode, but we didn't really go into it, is you talked about how you mentioned briefly that this is a great movie for analyzing media effects. Oh, that's my passion. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe like, I didn't talk about we, that. <laughs> we didn't really go into that at all um, during the actual episode. So. Well, I think that... <sighs> okay, like let's be honest. I I not only want to watch this again, but I feel like I need to watch this again before I make any kind of heavy commentary on such a thing because let's like I was drunk and don't remember all the details. But right. I think that a big one goes back to like we, we did talk a lot about the line where he was like talking about how he's like bigger than God and like more people believe in him and stuff like that. And I think it's like it's cool because you see that he's like writing in and controlling people and that's like a big thing is like you know subliminal messaging and like um not even just subliminal messaging honestly like if you choose to make you know a protagonist of a story do a certain thing that's like represent like it represents a certain like ideology like the fans of that person or that character are going to then kind of subconsciously be like oh that's yeah that's right because they did it yeah and so like for him to be like writing and making this town do that stuff it's like that's that is kind of what happens whenever you become obsessed with the thing whatever the the people within that thing do is like what you like subconsciously start to like act and feel like um and like the whole like do you read setter kane it's like the people who are reading it are the ones being brainwashed by it and like more and more people are reading it because it's catching on so it will just eventually become like a cultural norm thing. It's like, these are all just like really big, vague things that I'm throwing out, but it's like, this is like something that it's real. It's a real thing. It's just, this is like really blown up in a horror sense. But like, for some reason my mind, 
you all right there mom <laughs> yeah can you hear me now yeah <laughs> i had to swap off from my phone oh, okay um, onto my laptop oh okay so um, i was trying to do it as discreetly as possible <laughs> it sounded like you dropped your phone but that that's that's it <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't drop my phone. I didn't, I didn't get so excited about Dunkaroos that I ended a video chat. That's definitely not something that's ever happened to me, ever. Shit, do you think they're still going to bring back Dunkaroos if um this COVID stuff keeps up? Do you think... I, do I think what? They're going to bring so, back Dunkaroos? A while back. Dunkaroos have been they're, back. They're, they're bringing back Dunkaroos, that snack. I mean, I've had Dunkaroos pretty consistently through my life. No, they stopped making them. When? Like a couple years ago? No, like when we were kids. No, I definitely bought Dunkaroos like consistently from the dollar store when I was in high school. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of Dunkaroos in high school. <laughs> they're bringing them back. Good, because they're delicious. Oh, so they were gone in 2012. There we go. Oh, yeah, there okay. we go. Ugh. Okay. apparently they're coming back i don't know if they were supposed to come back or if they're already back but i'm wondering i feel how... like i've heard that dunkaroos are coming back for like two years now and i keep fighting that they weren't gone for that long <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this has been my life for a while okay well i don't know what to say <laughs> so anyways back to media um for some reason a big example i can i don't know why this is coming to my mind but in riverdale um i haven't watched past like season three and a half but um like archie starts to run this gang called the circle or something like that and they basically are like taking out criminals and stuff and like we got really mad at that because we were like they essentially made archie a cop well the whole plot of riverdale Riverdale is the rich kids versus the poor kids yeah and so like the thing is like if you're watching that and you're not like kind of aware of that thing like subconsciously you are developing biases if archie is the hero of your story and i just remember being so mad because i was like this fucker's a cop right and so like that's like a weird example that i can think about but like it's really fun when you're watching media and especially whenever you're watching media where it's like you really care about the protagonist or you really care about the like person that makes the thing like seeing the choices that they make that are right or wrong like it's really good to like remove yourself from that because otherwise you're gonna start believing that ideology whether you like it or not and i think that i mean this movie is a good example right that's really interesting because i did not think about the like people being written in their characters as like them being influenced by his writing that's a really interesting angle that I didn't think about it's kind of the thing that i'm obsessed with right i love that shit sam that's great yeah that's really cool i was thinking about it in terms of like well this is something that i wanted to bring up um on the scary stories episode but i kept forgetting is um the idea of like stories becoming real through people telling them like um like because high like beams you hear a lot yeah like any urban legend or just like people believe stories and then my friend or even this weekend like they were like oh my friend of a friend the cdc has, stuff is works at the cdc yeah um, this, we just went through all this shit today right they they um the cdc is supposedly saying or like people at the cdc are saying that there's going to be a nationwide quarantine and the white house like posted on twitter 
that no that's false but like but then again we can't believe them so (laughs) yeah like but like the stories can spread and like just by believing them they become real to us or whatever um but yeah I, i didn't think about it in terms of like writing and like liking something if you don't like have a sort of separation in the way you analyze it there is like like rick and morty fans are the prime example that i constantly think of um you take like any like any like hardcore rick your stereotypical rick and morty fan is gonna like idolize rick and like treat rick as their like who they're aiming for and like any like sort of ideology that gets put into that show a lot of it is just nihilism but like anything that they say in the show like people even if they consider themselves like um like uh good media viewers or whatever like if if you're like idolizing a character like there is like um an implicit like uh you 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 tend to side with them um and like when they say something you're like oh i sort of get it and like so so there is that kind of i mean you do the influence. same thing when you like stand a person in real yeah. life or something like you're gonna be willing to like sacrifice your morals to like forgive them for something and eventually it just becomes a thing where you accept it right. and that gets into like um uh parasocial relationships and stuff like that which is just like no if it's just one of those things where if you're a massive media consumer like you just gotta like really really like make sure you're aware that you're consuming like media that somebody whether they like it or not are giving you their ideology so you just gotta like stay removed and i think it's really fun to look at it through the lens of like horror because i think horror fans are very culty and have a certain belief when it comes to things like not necessarily like an ideology but like there's a collective like what's good and bad you'll find with like different subgroups of horror you know what i mean okay um like i i can think like we're in a columbus facebook group for horror fans and like they've got a pretty collective agreement on stuff that's good and bad and to be honest i kind of go against the grain on a lot of that and it makes me feel weird and so like i think it's cool because like this is like a very cult uh thing in this movie where i mean this is a huge theme here is like religion and stuff which is more kind of what this is about but like through a lens of media influencing you into that right which also is a thing you know you watch certain things there's certain values in it i don't know there's a lot i could write a paper on this there's a quote i just read from a book um in heaven's name why is it so important to think the same things all together yeah Uh, that's basically yeah that's like what this is but anyways um um, i'm trying not to get too and like boring (laughs) i got something i got a spicy take Okay. This movie is similar to a really, really bad movie called Ruby Sparks. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the limited understanding that I have of the movie Ruby Sparks, which I have not seen nor will see. Marisha's obsessed with the concept of it. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with you it. You talk about it all the time. Yeah, because like we collectively talk about Paul Dano all the time. Yeah, and any time <laughs> I think about Paul Dano, I think about that movie because that was like the first Paul Dano movie I ever saw. Oh my god! Continue with your analysis. Yeah. Um. Oh god. Sorry. Um. But in the in the movie, Ruby Sparks, this guy writes a woman, and this woman and his is his girlfriend, and so he can make his girlfriend do whatever he wants. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's basically he writes a character, 
and then he meets that character the next day and but like it turns out like anything he writes the character doing because he's a writer and he has writer block or whatever um and anything he writes the character doing she does in real life so there's the whole yeah there's that that connection with this of like writing people uh in real life um but yeah i i don't know um other than that uh there's not i i mean i watched this movie like in high school um so i don't really remember the plot a lot of it um and I don't know. I liked it, but also like I liked a lot of bad things <laughs> back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, uh... I don't know. I just thought it was the same, but um, that movie, I don't know. I'm not a big Paul Dano fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this movie rules. But yeah. I think um, the reason it does is because in this movie, like it's like you're writing somebody and controlling their actions and that's, bad and you know it's bad and it's a horrible thing because it's in a horror movie but in ruby sparks at least i think for the first part of it it's not bad it's like kind of cute quirky and charming like oh i can write something and anything will happen right he um the main character is the writer and it it, he's kind of like writing his own manic pixie dream girl and like by the end of it there is the sense that like okay this is definitely not okay because like um yeah like by the by the time it ends you're definitely with um you're you're in the headspace of okay this guy is probably not the best guy or like he like learns from that what he's doing is wrong but um yeah like uh, it it it's it's more of like a romantic comedy type concept of the same kind of idea of like writing someone um and controlling them through your writing um uh yeah so like it has that kind of like general like romantic comedy where it's like it's all okay at first like we're having a great time and then there's the part where it's like oh maybe uh there's the conflict and then they get back together and there's the conflict and whatever but like it it has your like romantic comedy type structure um Whereas this is definitely like more of a horror movie where the villain is the writer from the start. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I have one more thing. Okay. It's not about the movie. (laughs) Um, it's about something I said in the episode, which is when I was talking about Red Riding Hood, the movie, I made a comment about how the, it was weird because the book and the movie were made at the same time. Well, I got curious when I was listening back on that, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. And so I Googled it, and it turned out it's not just a book. It was just the novelization of the film. So, of course, it was being fucking written at the same time. <laughs> the reason I remember is because people are mad because in the novelization, though, they changed the ending. They left out a scene. Right. And so it technically did make it different. But, like, I was like, why the fuck did, like... God, I'm I was oh, stupid. I but. did want to clarify two things. Well, actually, let's do three things. Um the first thing is um first of all, Molly was right when she said that she did do the intro. She was, but yes. Specifically the part that I was um I was saying that you didn't say was the um uh 
like we cut in clips like or um we record ourselves you didn't say that we record ourselves watching the movie and i think that's okay was what i was like saying that you didn't say and that's what i got hung up on but yeah so like <laughs> apologies for doubting molly no um, it's fair i am um wrong about 98 percent of the time <laughs> and there's that old adage uh even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while <laughs> i really really locked on to that as a moral life philosophy um then the second thing is um fuck uh, what did we just talk about? What did you just bring up? Red Riding Hood. Uh, oh, 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 yes, books. The book and the movie. Okay, so I um have switched my side to <laughs> Molly's side, where it is ridiculous because the plot of this movie is that they don't have the pages, and the only person who has read it is the editor. So there's no way they could have been adapting it side by side because they don't have the pages that they're supposed to be adapting yeah so you're right <laughs> it is ridiculous that the movie comes out a month after the book is published um, it's not practical so, so yeah. to put it into context the umbrella academy books have been out since like 2006 yeah and they're just now getting around to season two so did I'll they start it. production at the same time no 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 yeah, no no i guess <laughs> um sorry but yeah and then my third thing was um we talked about religion and like i was like oh this movie doesn't isn't really about religion um and i guess like there is that argument there i think my point was that like this movie doesn't really make a point about religion like it doesn't actually say like religion is made up or whatever i mean it's kind of just saying if you believe something hard enough it kind of is your religion yeah i mean i don't know i i the way i was watching the movie i felt like it was more of like um religion is just a prop that they use they oh yeah it's it's something that people are familiar with that they use to fight evil i guess and so that um that was the I, I don't think it was like m- trying to make a point about how atheism about atheism at all um was my reading of the movie which is why i didn't think it was actually like about religion but i mean yeah there is that argument that you can have um but i just wanted to clarify those three things uh, i haven't listened to the episode yet okay i just been staying home and painting but- <laughs> I do think that this movie has very religious undertones um, and you can read it that way, um, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I disagree. I think it is, it can be read as more religious than, it's not overtly, like right. they don't overtly state anything, but I do yeah. think there is that depth. I, I think it wasn't accidental, you okay. know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Uh, I guess that's all we have on In the Mouth of Madness. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Watch it, please. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Oh, wait, I do have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, did anybody here not give it a 10? Um, yeah, (laughs) I gave it a 9.5. Do you change your mind? Uh, no, I, I would have to rewatch it maybe and then maybe i changed my mind but at this I'm really point not i'm trying still to bully you about your opinion maybe just a little bit but not trying to get you to change it right because you're, you're valid but 
yeah I'm, I'm still like less than perfect but still amazing <laughs> is my uh, thought on this movie um they oh they make a lot of in the mouth of madness merch on Redbubble. yeah like they have sam neil shower curtain if that's your thing <laughs> it um, is exactly my thing <laughs> <laughs> lots of good stuff so uh so should we talk about what's next yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so because of the coronavirus um we don't really want to be recording together because of social distancing also like mm-hmm. molly works at a place where she interacts with a lot of people and they still haven't called her off so that's dangerous um yeah. so we just want to uh um stay separate basically and so i think we're gonna take a little bit of a hiatus Mm -hmm. um we might we've talked about some ideas of changing up the format um if we maybe depending on like how long this ends up being right like we'd like to you know do something once every now and then the likelihood of us getting drunk and doing a recording is pretty low because it's kind of hard to do that apart but um you know we might come up with something if we if this does go on long enough just to check in right um we still are planning to do a bonus episode for this month we'd like to yes um but other than that other than that uh no plans um just indefinite hiatus probably hopefully not too long let's Um, see what the uh government says (laughs) i mean like i i after like a couple weeks maybe i'd be cool with like changing up the format if we're still in this um because i still i do like doing this podcast and i like talking about these movies um but also like it's a good time to just take a break Mm -hmm. especially considering how stressful just life in general is yeah Um, (laughs) it's exhausting just sitting here (laughs) yeah um but yeah we wanted to announce that uh but yeah oh uh i i do plan on still doing those reviews even though i'm three reviews behind right now oh yeah we gotta watch the the next one too (laughs) yeah and i um i do plan on posting those and catching up but uh i'm just you know stressed out all the time and i never feel like doing anything (laughs) um is the main issue (laughs) but yeah i i do plan on keeping that up so but I'll probably like if if we if it's still bad in April I'll probably um stop charging our Patreon um but keep like updating it. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's all we had to say. That's just the announcement we wanted to make because of the coronavirus and everything. Stay safe and wash your hands. Yes, stay safe, social distancing, wash your hands. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like, don't- risk other people's safety only buy what you need right yeah rationing is good (laughs) um don't kiss your dog you could give them the virus take up a new hobby yeah play video games watch Uh, in the mouth of madness on shutter exactly quit your job (laughs) oh (laughs) can we cut this part well and we're back we support that happened (laughs) yeah oh actually you know what you should do under your quarantine you should read a book 
Oh yeah. Read that you book you got books. that also, you're like, too lazy to read. Or pirate books or download books or you know, if you if you have books with you, libraries around us are closed for at least a month. Mm-hmm. Um but if you have books or if you have ebooks that you can find online, then definitely reading is good. Audiobooks. Have someone else oh, yeah. for you. For sure. Audiobooks. That's awesome. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh, that's all we had for this. Uh, yep, yep. bye. Bye. bye.